This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hello everyone, it's your favourite podcast host here, Joe Redman, just letting you know that the TalkSport Fan Network is now proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Football on the Sports Social Podcast Network is brought to you by BetVictor. With mixed market bet builders, in-play betting and a selection of welcome offers, make sure your Premier League is spent with BetVictor's premier betting app. 18 plus, begambleaware.org. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that you can stay close to your team even if you don't live in their town. Like, maybe you're a Raven who married a Seahawk who got a job in the land of the Falcons. With NFL Sunday Ticket, you can watch your team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games no matter where you live because you shouldn't have to change teams even if you change towns. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. This episode is brought to you by FX's Welcome to Wrexham. Celebrity owners Rob McElhenney and Ryan Reynolds' small-town Welsh football club is fighting for a chance at promotion. These two Hollywood stars lead a team in the midst of history in the making, while dedicated staff and supporters hold on to a dream of returning the team and this working-class town in Wales to glory. FX's Welcome to Wrexham premieres September 12th on FX. Stream on Hulu. Welcome along to the Turfcast podcast pre-game show with me, Joe Redman, ahead of this weekend's game between Arsenal and Burnley at the Emirates Stadium, which takes place on Sunday at 2pm. A big game for both clubs this one, of course. Arsenal going for the Champions League. Burnley now rock bottom of the Premier League. With several games in hand, but still rock bottom of the Premier League. Points are needed. The games in hand are irrelevant if you don't pick up the points. So it's time we start picking up some points. And it's going to be a bit of a difficult task uh, this weekend uh, against an Arsenal team that seems to have turned it round from the early season worries. Uh, the form has been a little bit... It's been... Well, I'm, I'm going to say indifferent, but it's just because they've, they've lost, I think, one game recently. And that was against Man City and they played quite well in that game. Um, I'm recording this on Thursday, by the way. So they might have got their arse handed to him by Liverpool on Thursday night. I wasn't aware of that when I did it. Um, but their form has been a lot better recently. 
uh, and they're quite strong at home, I think, our Arsenal. Um, so I think it's going to be a difficult game for Burnley this week. Um, of course, we won there last season, but I think in a weird way that's going to count against us. I think Arsenal will remember that and they'll, and they'll be more up for it than what they probably would have been. Um, but obviously, um, Arsenal are going for the Champions League. They need the points because United and Tottenham both won midweek. Burnley need the points because Arsenal, not Arsenal, sorry, um, Norwich, Newcastle and Watford all picked up points last week when Burnley's game or games uh, were postponed because, of course, we had the game on Tuesday, which would have been against Watford uh, postponed as well. But let's get into it. And I'm pleased to say that we are joined by a very special guest this week who is well known by a lot of people. In fact, millions of people will know this man. And just like that, as promised, we are joined by Robbie Lyle from the AFTV channel and, of course, the Don Robbie channel, YouTube royalty. How are you doing, mate? You all right? Yeah, I'm good. Good. You? Yeah, good, thanks. It's a pleasure to have you on, mate. Thank you for coming on. I know you're a very, very busy man running two successful channels and you've just been telling me off air. You've literally come here straight from a meeting, so I really appreciate your time, mate. No, no worries, man. No worries. Yeah, so of course, we're looking ahead to Arsenal against Burnley taking place this weekend. I guess the first thing is, mate, is the game actually on? What's the situation in the <laughs> Arsenal camp? Because in the Burnley camp, we don't really know much about what's going on other than oh, yeah. actual Dice's last press conference. We've just had two games called off. You had one called off recently, I think. Mm. I think, it, yeah, it was the Liverpool game, wasn't it? Which you due to play tonight. We're recording this on Thursday. Um, is, no, we had the, uh, we had the, Arsenal? the Tottenham. We, we had the Liverpool first one was called off. Then the that Tottenham because, one, you're that right. That was because yeah. of Liverpool and then the Tottenham one, yeah. Yeah. So what's the situation with Arsenal? Nah, um, now I think, you know, we're good to go. We've got players back. Um, you know, listen, some of these... Uh, Games have been getting called off are a bit of a farce, yeah. Because I, I'm not sure how many of the players it's down been down to COVID. We've had a lot of injured players. We've had a lot of players away at African Cup of Nations. Four players away at that. Um, so I think with the amount of injuries and with the amount of players that were away uh, at Afcon, and then I think just very limited COVID cases, we just couldn't get a decent team out. So that's yeah. why the game got cancelled. But far as I know, we're good to go for Sunday. Happy days. Well, that's both good and bad news, I guess, because the game will be on, but we're probably more than likely going to get beat. But we'll get into that. Um, but yeah, I agree with you. It's a case of um, clubs have been bending the rules, but these rules have been put in place, obviously, by the Premier League. And the Premier League should be a little bit stricter on it, I think. Yeah, definitely. I think um, it's been a farce. It's been, I think there's some teams where it's genuine. Um, but I think there's other teams. I know when Liverpool, you know, um, pulled out of the game with us. The false positives. The one. false positives, you know. Yeah, and then there's been really. certain other teams. And I think I think what happened with Arsenal is that they just said, you know what, everybody else is doing it. So yeah. why should we go into the North London derby with like a half-cooked team? Right? Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll play that game and we've got everybody back and we'll take advantage of what everybody else has been taking advantage of. Because at the start of the season, when we played our first couple of games, we had a load of COVID cases. The the first game in particular, if we 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 could have got out of play, well, we asked not to play that game. The first game of the season, yeah. we had so many COVID cases. We asked if we could not play that game, and it was turned down. And we played the game, and we got beaten away at Brentford. Um, and the next game, Chelsea, we still had COVID cases, and and COVID cases to like top players like Lacazette, Bamiang, these guys, Ben White, they're all missing through COVID. And again, it was turned down and we had to play that game. So, you know, I, I whilst I know that I see the frustration of everybody and I kind of agree with it, 
you know, um, I don't, I don't think Arsenal have bent the rules, you know, under the current format. Obviously, with Burnley, I don't know. You've got guys have had so many games that haven't been on. It's unbelievable. Yeah. It's been mad, but only two of them have been because of us having COVID. The other four, well, one one was because of the snow uh, against yeah. Spurs, and then the other three was the other teams doing it. So we've yeah. only done the last two, um, but obviously the reaction on Twitter would suggest otherwise. But yeah, it's just the last <laughs> two for us. Um, yeah. But I agree with what you're saying. Like Arsenal are well within the rights to do what they did, and I think Burnley are as well. Why should Arsenal put a weakened team out in such a massive game? And the same with Burnley against Watford if other clubs are bending the rules. I think we were the same as you. We just thought... I've had enough. Other teams keep getting away with it. Yeah. We might as well do it. So, as I, as I said on Twitter, you can't blame the horse of bolting if someone leaves the stable door open. And I think the Premier League yeah. has left the stable door open and all the clubs have bolted. So, the other two horses might as well bolt. Mm. Um, but looking at your season then, uh, from the outside looking in, um, started poorly, picked up a lot recently, and now within a chance of the Champions League. Uh, from the outside looking in, I think you're in a good position at the minute. What, what do you make of your season so far? It's been like a Jekyll and Hyde season. You know what I mean, um, we started off the season really poorly, lost our first three games. People were talking about relegation, which was ridiculous. But um, started off really poorly. Then we picked it up, went on a great run. Then again, we had another patch where, you know, we had that game when we played Everton away when, you know, the Everton were, you know, in the mud. And yeah. we dragged them out of it with a yeah. really horrible performance. Then we picked it up again. We were playing really good. Um, but then we had that FA Cup, you know, defeat against Nottingham Forest, which again was a bit of a shock, you know, because we've got such a good um, record in the FA Cup. So for us now, it boils down to to two things. Um, the league, like you said, we, we're, we're in a decent position um, to try and get a top four spot. It's between, I feel, us, Tottenham, Manchester United um, and West Ham. It's a very close thing. You can't say it's going to be who who can put a bit of a consistent run together will get that spot. Um, yeah. And then we've still got the, the Carabao Cup, as you said at the time it is being recorded, the games tonight, if we could get through to the final of that. But I think the most important thing for Arsenal this season, um, and I think the priority for Mikel Arteta will be trying to get into the top four in the league. And we got a chance. Yeah. And it's all we got to go for. It's a really weird season for Arsenal. Um, because normally, you know, you're coming into January, February, you've got Europa League or Champions League. You've got FA Cup run. You know what I mean? We always go deep down into those competitions at the very minimum. But this time around, we're out of those so basically, we just got one game a week. It's weird. So, but it could be something that could help us. And you know, I think Arsenal in in recent games, you know, have been playing really well. Been playing some good football. I think the the defeat we had against Man City, you know, we should never have lost that game. We played we played them off the park for most of the game. We've been very very strong at home in our performances. And um, yeah, I feel with Arsenal. What it is for me, if we've got our full starting 11 out, we're a match for anybody really in the league. Um, it's just that we are very reliant upon that sort of full starting 11 stroke 12. If we start getting deeper into that and we're having lots of injuries and that, that's when we struggle because the the, the backup players are not as good. Yeah, fair enough. I think a lot of teams are like that, apart from City and Liverpool, to be fair. Mm. Um, they're the only ones that I really see with any any decent depth. 
Um, but I remember last time I spoke to you, and it seemed to be of like a running debate on all the Arsenal channels. I think I was on Turkish's uh, Turkish London podcast mm. recently, all the Forever Arsenal, I think it's called, um, earlier this season. And the debate's always been Arteta in, Arteta out. From the outside looking in again, that kind of looks like it's <coughs> died down a little bit. Is that is that fair? Mm. Or I guess you'll see more than me. I, I, obviously, being fifth in the league, you'd think it would have died down a little bit. Is that fair to say? Yeah, it's, it's died down for quite a while, to be honest. You know what I mean? Um, I think people have, even those people who wanted him out, were at the realization that listen, he's not going nowhere. Um, and let's let's give him a fair crack of the whip. Personally, I've always been even after the f- even after the first three games of the season, I was like, he's on thin ice. So obviously, this is yeah. a results based business. It doesn't matter who you are. If Sean Dyche loses ten games in a row, even though your fans love him, they'll still be saying, hey, you know what? So it's a results based business. But I was thinking he's on shaky ground. He needs to start getting it going and he did get it going yeah. and what I've seen in recent games is a much one of the things I've been personally a bit critical of Mikel Arteta of has been I've not really understood what our pattern of play is but over the last couple of months I've started to see that I've started to see what he's trying to do I've started to see a pattern of play and I really do think he should be given a chance I mean you know um, my thing was even after about the first four or five games I was like, let's give him till the end of the season and see what he does. Now, if he can get us into the top four this season, I think that would be yeah, definitely an outstanding season because <clears throat> at the start of the season, you wouldn't have said Arsenal have got the fourth best team in the league. You'd be looking at Man United and teams like that. But it, so far, you know, I mean, we still lose too many games in, in my books, but... I've been liking what I've been seeing in uh, recent times. I've some really exciting football. Yeah. Yeah, you're right there. Lost seven games, which is West Ham have lost seven as well. Uh, but United and teams like that have only lost six. Tottenham only lost five. Um, but the yeah. results last night, let's talk about the Champions League chasing because the results last night didn't really go your way, especially that Tottenham one, winning oh. it from like the 94th minute or whatever it was. Um, do, do, do you think you'll do it? If you had to put your neck on the line now, do you think Arsenal will finish in that top four? Because I, I don't think Chelsea are 100% safe yet. They've got a bit of a points gap. That's the only thing that's helping them. But yeah, I think Chelsea form. will... Chelsea will, Chelsea will. I, I'd be shocked if they, you know, again what we talk about with squad depth. I think Arsenal. You know what? It, putting my neck on the line is too difficult to do, to, because I know what we're like, man. You know what I mean? But yeah. I do think we've got a good chance. I think it depends what we do in this transfer window. If we just get a couple in and strengthen it a bit, and I do think that one of the things that are going to be to our advantage, and it's also going to be to Tottenham's advantage as well. Um, is that we're not in Europe. So, you know, even West Ham are in Europe and they now go into important games in the next stage in Europe. And then, you know, Manchester United are still in the Champions League and you do have to, you know, juggle your squad around, you know, when you're in those competitions. So with Arsenal not having the deepest squad, I think that's going to help us. Um, And we're going to always have a week to be ready for certain games. So that could tip it for us, but that's also the case for Tottenham because they got thrown out of the, um, the conference league. So they haven't got no Europe as well. So I think it could help Arsenal. The fact that we don't have European football, but I think if we could just get a couple in the transfer window, because as I said, I like our starting 11, but the squad's not, you know, 
if like there's certain players, if they're out for any length of time, you know, you see, you see I mean, it's a big difference. You see it. It's yeah. huge. Yeah. Well, let's talk about Arsenal in the transfer window then. What's what's currently happening? Because the last I saw, Fab tweeted something about Arthur Mello at Juventus potentially coming in. Um, is there any other any other incomings that you can see on the horizon that we won't know about? The the, the big one that Arsenal have been going for is uh, this guy Dusan Vlaovic, who plays for Fiorentina. Um, he's been on fire for a couple of seasons now in Italy. Prolific, twenty one years old. I think. A lot of uh, clubs are looking at and thinking after Haaland and obviously Mbappe in the summer, he'll be the next big uh, after those three. Arsenal have been working very hard to try yeah. and get him in this January transfer window. It'd be a huge fee, but they're deadly serious about trying to get him. Now, if we could pull that off, that would be amazing. That's, you know, that that's really game changing for Arsenal. Um, but a really difficult one to do in January, but they are trying. The Arthur one from um, Juventus, I think that will, you know, I, I, I personally think I can see that one happening. There's a few little sticking points on it, but that's more of a loan move. We are very short in the midfield area. So yeah. if we could pull those two off, wow. Especially the Vlavic one. Yeah, I've, I've be, seen him play a few brilliant. times. Yeah, he's a, a, he's, times he's a very good up. player. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the current squad as well then, because there's something going on. I've not seen much of this. I only saw it this morning. I thought, I'll ask Robbie about that. Is the Granite Xhaka max, match fixing thing? Uh, something <laughs> to do with a yellow card? I'm not, I'm, honestly, I don't even know the entire details. Yeah, be show. careful who you're saying which player it is. <laughs> oh, well, I just presumed it was allegedly Granite Xhaka. We'll, we'll yeah, put that one out there. Yeah, allegedly. yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's just, it's just weird that, isn't it? It's just come out of nowhere. I saw it on Sky yeah, Sports, I'm... I think, and then it did the rounds on Twitter. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of speculation at the moment. And, you know, um, yeah, I, I don't know enough about it to be starting to say whether that has happened or not. I mean, yeah, I hope it's not enough. true. I hope it's not yeah. true that any Arsenal player would be involved in something like that. Um, and at the moment, it is an investigation. And I know it blew up on Twitter and everybody's saying, oh, it could be this player and that player. I think, you know, in the case of things like this, you have to wait and see because nobody's nobody knows. You know, nobody's, uh, you know, there might have been leaks or something, but nobody knows. But certainly I'm hoping it's not, you know, any Arsenal player that this is down to and that this is just an investigation that they're doing. Um, because certainly if something like that is true, it's not, it's, you know, that's terrible. You know, yeah, that's one yeah. thing we want is the integrity of the game to be to be right. Um, yeah. And, you know, these footballers make enough money as it is. They don't need to... I never understand why they, they do these yeah. little... Get involved in these little betting things and stuff like that. Um, but, yeah, let's hope it's nothing. Yeah, I agree with you on that one. Even I mean, Granit, if it's Granit Xhaka, he gets sent <laughs> off from yellow cards all the time. So it's easy to I know, bet it's on probably, that. I, I would presume. Yeah, I would presume. He's easy it's person Xhaka. to pick out, isn't he? <laughs> exactly. I was going to say, it's just someone who knows that Granit Xhaka gets booked or sent off a lot. So you're gonna, if you're going to put big money on someone to get booked, yeah, you could be, be I, I don't even think you'd get good odds on Granit Xhaka. <laughs> yeah, three to one on, yeah. <laughs> Um, but let's talk about, we'll go back to, obviously we've talked about COVID and that, and you mentioned the squad's not too deep. Let's talk about any like injuries or any suspensions that you might have that could obviously affect the game. Is there anything that we need to know? Because obviously you'll have seen the press conferences and things like that, whereas we wouldn't have done. Yeah, you know what? I'm still, you know, he's still, he's not giving a lot away. 
Mikel Arteta. So yeah, yeah. some of the obvious players that have been out has been Tommy Asu. It's been guys like Emil Smith-Rowe. You know, these are big players. Saka, you know, now I have seen pictures of a lot of them training. Um, so I'm hoping that most of them will be back. But he's not letting, you know, he's keeping his uh, cards close to his chest. But certainly, you know, um, I feel the game against Burnley, he'll be looking to put out his strongest possible team. Because as I said, in the league, it's all about trying to go for the top four. Tottenham had a big, big win the other night. So did, um, you know, so did Manchester United. We really need to beat Burnley. Um, Tottenham have got Chelsea at the weekend, you know, so the possibility that they could drop points. And, you know, we can we can push back up the league. So it's a very important game, the guy the game against Burnley. Very important. Before we go into that break as well. So um, but yeah, as you were saying then, obviously the um you see in the game as an important game. Obviously, you you expect Arteta to see that because of the league position and because of what you want to achieve in the league. How do you think you're gonna play in this game then? Obviously, you're expecting Arsenal to go strong. Do you think it's gonna be a case of um setting up to attack Burnley or hit us on the <coughs> counter will be daft? But I presume you'll go pretty much straight for us for the first whistle. Yeah, I think um Arsenal playing at home. This uh, you know, this is particularly over the last couple of months, has been a very offensive team on the front foot, taking it to teams, pressing them high. Um and really looking to impose themselves on teams. That's what I've liked about it. I've yeah. liked about Arsenal. Even away, even away from home, we've been, you know, very aggressive in our play. I've liked it. So I'd expect the same sort of thing against Burnley. And the players know it's, it's, a, it's a massive game. I know, like, sometimes in the past, you know, no disrespect to Burnley, but we play teams like Burnley and teams that we're expected to beat. And the attitude's not right, and we take a time to get going. And but I, I think in this case, it's a huge game, a huge game for Arsenal. Um, obviously, I know a huge game for you guys as well because you know you're you're, you're battling against um, you know relegation. So Arsenal cannot afford to turn up and don't respect Burnley. And yeah, yeah. I, w- I want us to play exactly like how we did when we played against Man City. Yeah, I think I spoke to another Arsenal fan last night and he said a similar sort of thing, like Arsenal can sometimes just not turn up and then things like yeah. that. But I think with what happened last season at the Emirates, I think that will force you to take Burnley a little bit more seriously. I think yeah, that I will that. That'll force you. Yeah, I remember, I, remember, I remember going into that game thinking, ah, it's a free hit. If we get beat, we get beat. And then obviously we ended up winning it. But I, I see this this game is similar. It's a free hit. I, I'm not going to lose too much sleep if we get beat 3 4 nil. Um, I, even even if we have a few Kobe cases, I'd be like, just get this one out of the way because there's no point in even putting the full squad out. Um, I sound very negative at the minute, but being bottom of the league, obviously, obviously you would be. Um, but let's just—I just want to get your opinions on Burnley at the minute because um, there's a lot of Burnley fans, myself included, and there's a lot of people writing us off. I think we're gone personally. It was the game against Leeds that, for me, Ooh. sealed our fate, uh, and then the sale of Chris Wood. Um, it depends who we bring in, but I am. Yeah. I, I think this is the season that we go. What are you thinking on our season so far? Do you think we'll go down? I don't know. He's Sean Dyche, man. He's a you know, yeah. he's a battler. And when you when you go into war, you need a battler, and you've got a battler. And I I I wouldn't put money on Burnley going down. I I, I know Chris Wood has gone, um, which was real. I was really surprised about that, but I don't think he scored. A, he, he hasn't been on fire. In front yeah, of goal this season, anyway, this season, yeah. Um, it depends who you bring in. It depends yeah. who you bring in. Um, 
you know the thing that surprised me about Burnley when I've watched them this season is how poor they've been at the back. It's not been so much the front play because I remember there was a game I watched a few weeks ago. Is it he's playing? Is it United or? We have played United United. recently. Yeah, Man United United at Old Trafford, and I was like, attacking wise, you were a threat. You know, McNeil. Yeah. You know, attacking wise, you really were a threat. But the defense, some of the goals you gave away, some of the the big wide gaps in the space really surprised me about Burnley. That's one of the things that over the years, I, I've, Burnley's defence has always been pretty solid. And I was like, it was quite, you know, quite surprising for me. And I sort of looked and I looked at a couple other games with Burnley games that I've watched. And I'm like, it seems like it's a bit too easy mm-hmm. to score against Burnley at the moment. So I think that's mm-hmm. where, where the issue is. I don't know if you're going to bring in any defenders or... Maybe maybe it's a midfield issue, but it just seemed to me that going forward, a threat, but defensively, that was it, it was it was quite alarming how wide open Burnley were. But I will I, I will you can't write Burnley off, man. You know I mean? <laughs> not with Sean Dyche, not with the. I think there was you know you got some battlers in there. I think if you can get Corne playing a lot more as well. I, I um I think he's real quality. Yeah, he's class. And it depends who you bring in for Chris Wood. Because, you know, if he if he's only scored three goals this season, you know, is it a big miss in it? I think you do need a player's gonna come in and score goals. I saw Andy yeah. Carroll being linked. <laughs> um, I mean, I'd have him as backup, but if we just bring Andy Carroll in, then you you know you're signing the death warrant really. Yeah. The problem is now this is the issue for, you know, even a team like Arsenal, who are looking for a striker as well, is in January, who do you get? That's the big issue. Yeah. You know, um, it's so difficult to bring in someone who's going to come in, hit the ground running. You know, uh, that's that's the issue. I think that Chris Wood thing is a bit damaging, you know, yeah. so surprising as well. That, yeah. You know, well, uh, I was going to say, it's, they met the release clause, so there's not really much we could do, but... Uh, but yeah, is it true that I heard I heard that I heard a rumor that the release clause wasn't going to be in action until the summer? No, it, it was. It was. I don't know where that came from. Um, someone from the Telegraph reported that the release clause was there, um, and then some other people reported, "Oh, it's not going to until the summer." But it, it was. They did meet the release clause of twenty five million. Uh, twenty five million. I, I thought we were down with Chris Wood, so. It is massive who we bring in. I think this might force Dice to change things up a little bit and it could end up being a positive. Um, I've not seen us mm. play yet without Chris Wood because obviously we haven't played without him yet. Mm. Um, but again, it's massive. This transfer window is massive. If we don't bring anybody in or we just bring Andy Carroll in, for example, then yeah, we might as well just, just give up now and go on. But if we bring some different types of players in, maybe more corner type players, then it mm. could force Dice to maybe change formation, change the way we play, then it could end up being a good thing. But... Um, yeah, we'll see it. But uh, you mentioned then, obviously, about how, how poor our defence were. That's part of the reason why I'm now convinced. Normally, I'll be like, no, no, we're battlers and we'll get through it. But they don't throw themselves in front of the ball anymore. We've conceded too many goals on the edge of the box. You just wouldn't see that with Burnley because Ben Mee would throw his face in front of it if he had to. Whereas they don't mm. seem to be doing that anymore. So there's little things there that I think are just just different this season. Uh, and that's, that's the main worry for me. Yeah, I hope Burnley stay up. You know what I mean? I think... Premier League needs teams like Burnley. You know what I mean? That, you know, um, teams that are smaller teams. Yeah. But, you know, that's to me what the Premier League's all about. Yeah. You know what I mean? The fact that you can go to Burnley, right? No matter who you are. Yeah. And you're having a tough game. 
and you, you if you're not on it, you'll lose. And, yeah. I, and that's what I like about teams like Burnley. And I think that's what I like about English football. It's what makes it unique. And uh, we need teams like Burnley. You know, I, I, I really don't want you guys to go. Listen, I don't think it's a foregone conclusion. I'm looking at the league. There's, you know, I, I still don't think Newcastle are safe. I think the pressure that they're going to be under to stay up is going to be huge. Um, yeah. Watford, you know, there, there's teams down there. We know that not, I think Norwich, you know, the, the, you've got loads of games in hand on Norwich. Yeah. You know, it's, it's free to go out of a possible four, probably. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I think it is. I think who's, it is. Who's going to be, who's going to be that team that just has that little bit more it, fight it could, it, than the it, others? It's, Matt, it could literally be any, any one of the four at the minute. I think Newcastle have the advantage because of the money, but obviously that, like you said, that brings added pressure. Watford have mm. a decent, you know, the Watford are decent going forward, but they're susceptible at the back. Um, whereas we're at the minute we're susceptible everywhere um, so it depends on who we bring in but yeah obviously fingers crossed we can turn it around I'd, yeah. I'd obviously love it if we did I'm, I'm resigned to it at the minute um, but anyway like I said let's let's we've talked about the game in, in a way and, and you've, how you expect Arsenal to play what what, how, what sort of scoreline you expecting then let's get some predictions in before we wrap it up um, it all depends really you know we'll still be you know I'll be surprised to see Thomas Partey back in midfield we're still still a bit of a weakness there in that midfield area I feel um, I'll probably say 2-0 2-0 yeah. to Arsenal on the day yeah fair enough fair enough I can't really disagree with that like I said I spoke to another Arsenal fan yesterday I predicted the same thing um, yeah, we, we, we've been be pretty interesting. strong strength strength for Arsenal has been at home yeah. um, you know we, we you know I think we've only we've lost two games at home Chelsea as I said we had a load of Covid cases and that and Manchester City were very unlucky in that game you know yeah. going down to 10 men I don't think we should have lost that game in a million years so, yeah. Um, yeah, we're quite strong at home. Yeah, fair enough. Um, a couple of seasons ago, we had a massive game at home to Leicester where we ended up picking a big result up. Um, and, you know, just this could be one of them games. If, for example, we miraculously pick a point up, it could really turn the season around. Um, fingers crossed we can do it. Obviously, I think you'll disagree on that, you know. Um, but, it's not um, impossible. Yeah. Yeah, it, well, it's not impossible. Mm. We, we won there last year, but like, I think that in a way will count against us this time. I think you'll be more up for it because of that. Um, but anyway, thanks for coming on the show. It's really good to always no have worries, you come man. on and get you on. Get you on, obviously. As I said, no, listen, earlier. pleasure, pleasure. Listen, um, obviously, come Sunday, you know, we need that. <laughs> we need that badly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but after that, you know, I mean, I really hope that Burnley can survive. So, you know. Um, Always enjoy coming up there. So, no, no I, I really hope that Burnley survive. No, thanks for that, mate. And for those who have lived under a rock for the last three, four years, you just want to let everyone know where they can find your channels. Uh, so, AFTV and uh, DR Sports on YouTube um, and all other platforms as well. So, yeah, thank you very much for that. No worries. Thank you, mate. Thank you for coming on. And hopefully, I'll speak to you next season. But if not, hopefully, I might Definitely. get you in the FA Cup or something. <laughs> Cheers, nice mate. Time. Cheers. Podcast Network. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. 
We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates have already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.